Do you ever find yourself confused when it comes to health and fitness? Have you been searching relentlessly on the most effective ways to achieve your fitness-related goals, only to find yourself even more frustrated? Well, we've got you covered. It's time to learn from the best, shorten your learning curve, and truly understand how to achieve your goals without spinning your wheels and wasting precious time. Welcome to the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast. Welcome back to the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast. I am your co-host, Mike Perry, and I'm here with my good friend, Brett Jones. Brett, how are you doing today, buddy? Fabulous. Uh, just another gray Friday in Pittsburgh, uh, getting ready for some snow and winter weather. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, Boston is, you know, 80 and sunny, so I, you know, I wish you were here. But uh, yeah, I'm looking outside and I'm seeing the same thing. So it's uh, it's... It is the New England Northeast weather for sure. Um, anyway, so today we're going to talk about consistency, goal setting, motivation, and how you can use some of those qualities and traits to help you on your health and fitness journey. So uh, we're going to start off with um, we're going to start off with consistency because we all know that consistency is important, but it's not always the easiest thing to do. Now, some people are like clockwork. They get up, they train, they do the same thing day in and day out. And consistency may be the only way that they can actually function. I have some clients that have uh, OCD. Um, obviously, that's more of an extreme case, but I think everybody has sort of those routines that they do. And if they don't do it a certain way or in a certain order, it starts to screw them up a little bit. So I think for some people, consistency and um, doing the same thing over and over again is the only way that they function. And there's other people that are quite opposite. They're, they're trying to do everything they can to be consistent. And if I'm being brutally honest, I'm probably somewhere in the middle because I do have my, my traits and my things that I like to do, but at the same time, I'm not going to be like, I have to train every single Monday at this time because life just won't allow me to do that. Um, because of the fact that I own a business we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, I've got two crazy kids that are uh, always keeping me on my toes. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where it's important, but I personally don't try to stress too, too much about, you know, if I miss this, if I miss this, I'm going to be in, in, in rough shape or I'm going to feel bad about it because I always know that there's an opportunity the next day to just get back on that horse and then go from there. So, but um, enough about me. Let's talk about you, Brett. Um, consistently, um, how long have you been exercising for consistently? Um, well, it's a good question. Um, upwards of 30 years. Um, you know, I, this year is 20 years that I've been certified with, uh, Pavel and I was training consistently for, you know, uh, several years, uh, before that. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's actually a Bruce Lee saying, uh, to the best that I can track it down, uh, that long-term consistency trumps short-term intensity. And to your point of, I'm consistent, but I might miss some days. Um, if you exercise three times a week for 52 weeks, you've accomplished 156 workouts, 156 sessions. That's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> that's 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 a you know. So let's let's not look at it as what did I do yesterday. Let's look at it as what am I going to do over the course of this month. 
Um, we could be having the same conversation dietary wise. Uh, if you eat three times a day and seven days a week, that's 21 meals. If 19 to 20 of those are pretty solid, probably going to see some pretty good results. So the consistency does not mean perfection. Consistency just means consistency. And one of my favorite oxymoronic uh, statements, and I'm a huge fan of oxymoronic statements, um, is that uh, even excess is okay in moderation because everything's okay in moderation, right? So, you know, the, the consistency piece is something that I, uh, a lot of people struggle with. And we're going to kind of go down a little bit of a list and that I have in my mind as to, you know, why people struggle with consistency. Um, and one of those is they, sometimes they can't, people can't even put it into words. And, and we're in a tremendous, the reason we chose this topic and, and we wanted to get this out there is a new year just happened. Shockingly uh, short time ago, which feels like dog years. And I cannot believe it's only two weeks into the new year. Um, but this is the, this is the golden time for the fitness world, right? This, everybody's got their new year's resolutions and put quotation marks around everybody. I know it's not everybody, but you know, people have their new year's resolutions. They're going to start working out. They're going to lose weight. They're going to whatever their, their, their goal is. We'll talk more about that as well. And it's actually starting to peter out already. We're two weeks into the year and that rush of people to the gym and granted it's pandemic time. So it hasn't been the typical uh, January rush, but there's still an increase in business and it's already starting to decline because people have, they've got two, three, four workouts in and something just doesn't feel right. They're either sore. They've got an achy knee an achy shoulder, achy back. Um, and there's just something that they can't quite put into words uh, that exercise doesn't feel good. Well, that's where you and I come in and we use the FMS and we set the baseline and we get the restrictions out of the way and we, we make sure somebody moves well enough to be able to have a positive response to their exercise. Uh, so I, I think that uh, you know, if we're going to be consistent and, and I'm sure jokes will result from this, but if you're going to be consistent, it has to feel good. You know, very few people are just into suffering all the time. Um, so I'll cue you up with that. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm going to change directions. No, um, you know what I think actually, and this made me um, sort of think a, a little bit back about a couple of clients and I'm not going to obviously discuss their personal stories, but I think one of the reasons why also, uh, why people, especially, you know, New Year's um, kind of have that, that, you know, that two to three week excitement of, Hey, we're going to do this. And then they teeter off is they have a plan, but they don't have a plan. Their plan is to exercise more, but they have really no idea on how that's actually going to look or what, how they're going to get there. And I think that's the problem. They say, what do they do? They go buy a gym membership and, you know, if it's a gym like mine, where we actually educate people and we, we coach them and we give them, uh, you know, advice on technique and exercise selection, blah, blah, blah. It's very different, but a lot of people will go and, you know, get a membership to a big box gym and just start going and they don't know what to do. So they just do a little bit of everything, right? They see the machines lined up and maybe they do a circuit or, um, whatever. And the problem is, is they really, they, the intent is there and, and you got to appreciate that the fact that they're showing up because that is the first thing, but 
they really just don't know what to do. And then they get discouraged and they think it's silly or they tweak something. And then next thing you know, it's completely, it's completely gone. Their, their, their motivation is gone. Their intent is gone. And you have to have a plan within the plan. And, and that is, like you said, where you and I come in and we can help people. I mean, just asking people about their goals. We were talking about this before we were recording. It's like, I want to exercise. Well, great. That's an awesome goal, but let's get a little bit more specific so we can actually create a game plan. And, and, and that's something that all personal trainers and strength and conditioning coaches, even clinicians should do is, you know, we have this scenario and we need a game plan. And, and by the way, that game plan, even if you think on day one, it's perfect, it's going to change. Things are going to happen. Uh, sleepless nights, tweaks, twinges, kids, family, sickness, you name it. So even having a really good plan and being as educated as you can, things are going to happen and you need flexibility because that is the world we live in right now. Um, nothing, uh, nothing these days is consistent. So I think because of the pandemic, it's actually making, making things a little bit tougher. And um, granted, there's always ways, there's always ways to get around it. Go, go outside, go for a walk. You know, there's, there's a bunch of things that can be done, but um, I think it's one of those scenarios where they just, either they don't know what to do. So they just dive in and do something silly or they, they come in a bit too overzealous and they're like, I'm going to be here four or five days a week and I'm going to change my diet and I'm going to go keto and I'm doing intermittent fasting. And next thing you know, it's like, cool. Yeah. That would be awesome. If you, you know, were independently wealthy and you didn't have to work and you could pay for a chef and, you know, perfect. If you can do that. Awesome. But the average individual, they're not going to, that's not going to be sustainable for them. And I think that's uh, a handful of the reasons why people just, they get started and then they quit. Well, there were going to go about three different directions on this, but there were, there were two social media posts recently that uh, I think are, 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 were good on this. And Ben Bruno, um, who used to work there with uh, your area with, uh, with coach Boyle and, and has made a great name for himself training celebrities and, and is, he's a really smart trainer, really, really smart trainer. And he had a post recently where he's like, you go in the gym and because people don't know what to do, they're just on the cardio equipment. Now we understand that a good strength training, joint mobility routine, you know, that's going to, I would argue, be more effective and, and probably get people better results, but they don't know what to do to your point. They're, they're, you know, the, and that's why machines became popular because you don't have to have exercise technique. You don't have to understand a little bit of the, the mechanics of what's going on. You can just sit down and push and pull. And so, but people are still defaulting towards the cardio machines and cardio is great. I don't want to get the angry emails from the exercise physiologists and cardiologists about how important, you know, cardio is absolutely hundred percent cardio is important, but they're never making it past that part of the gym to go do some effective strength training. And so, you know, Ben's like, I think we're fighting the wrong battle guys. Mm -hmm. Like we're, we're all concerned about, you know, which periodized routine and which this, that, and the other thing. And the people on the treadmill are just going, God, I wish I knew more about exercise. So I think that's one aspect of it. Absolutely. Uh, Alan Cosgrove had a post recently where, you know, he, he met somebody and they found out what he does. And so of course they start asking exercise questions. It's like when you ask a dentist and then you're opening, you meet a dentist and then you're opening your mouth going, Hey doc, what do you think of this? And so, you know, everybody asks the personal trainer, what do you think of this routine? What do you think of this diet? What do you think of this? And so Alan's first question back was, well, what's your goal? 
And the guy's like, what do you mean? Said, What's your goal? Like, what do you want to get out of this routine? He goes, well, I just want to have a good workout. And Alan's like, well, then it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, then, you know, if you just want to have a good workout, there's a lot of different ways to make that happen. I, I, I think what you've got down on, you know, your idea here, it'll work. You'll have a good workout. Um, but having a goal, understanding that you can put a program together that will guide you towards your goal. Um, so, and the, the last thing here, and, and you mentioned this, um, you know, I'm going to get in the gym four or five days a week and I'm going to crush it. I'm going to crush my workout. I'm going to destroy myself. I'm going to have these hard workouts and that's, what's going to get me the results. I can basically predict that that person is going to be in the gym for less than six weeks before there, something doesn't feel right. Uh, something's tweaked. Uh, they're just tired and not getting the results that they want. And, um, you know, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, the, the, the Bruce Lee quote, but long-term consistency trumps short-term intensity. And so should you have some challenging workouts? Absolutely. Should you have some easy workouts? Absolutely. Uh, if you bell curve it, most of your workouts should end up in that ballpark 70% range of, of intensity slash effort, you should visit the top end of the curve and have some challenging uh, workouts and, and sessions. You should visit the other end of the curve and also have some easy workouts. There's days where the right answer is, like you said, go for a walk. Don't, don't try to crush it. Don't try to get destroyed in the, in the gym. Um, but that's part of people's misperception of what exercise is. Uh, one of the only memes that floats around that I actually like is that exercise is a celebration of what your body can do, not a punishment for what you ate. And too many people approach exercise from, and, and we talked about this maybe on another podcast, and I, this is the drum that I am going to keep beating until I feel I've had some sort of influence on the world, um, health and fitness. Right now, we tie fitness to aesthetics. We work out to look a certain way. We work out to lose weight. We don't work out because it's a vehicle for better health. That's a problem. If you have long-term consistency, if you approach it as a vehicle for your, fit, your fitness, as a vehicle for your health, you'll end up looking the way you want to look but you'll get there in a more healthy fashion. So quit using exercise as a punishment. Quit thinking you need to crush it and destroy it every time you're in the gym. And I hate to say this because I think a lot of people are going to go, I'm with you and not so much. Because the next thing I'm going to say is get ready to be bored. Consistent yep. exercise over years is not the most exciting thing you're going to do in your life. <laughs> it is there's an old commercial it's time to make the donuts old dunkin donuts commercial time to make the donuts that's training you know there's other people out there call it punch the clock workouts and you know things like that be consistent but be ready to be a little bored now i was having this conversation with my stepdaughter there's as much fulfillment in doing the dishes at night as there is accomplishing a PR. If your mindset is there, if you look at doing the dishes as drudgery and torture and just something that you hate, you just got to get through. Okay. You still got to get through it, 
That doesn't mean you have to suffer through it. Doesn't mean it has to be torture. I don't know. A little zen. There you go. The uh, the world according to Brett Jones. It's it's going to be a new <laughs> memoir. Um, so two things I want to talk about there. Uh, you talked about Alan Cosgrove and and you know, I want a good workout. And it it reminded me of a the Lewis Carroll Lewis Carroll quote from um, uh, what is it Alice in Wonderland. If you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. And I think people confuse great ideas with a plan. It's a great idea to eat healthy. It's a great idea to exercise. It's a great idea to make money. But unless you have a plan on how to do that, it's it's a dream, right? You need a game plan. No, no. You just put your intentions out there. It'll all happen. <laughs> yeah, the just world, because you put your intentions out there. The world Everything will manifest will come your way. it. The world exactly. will manifest it. Um, what was that? What was it? <sighs> the law of attraction. Is that what that is? Right. It's like, if you, yeah. you know, you talk about it enough and think about it enough, it'll happen. No, you, you gotta, you gotta actually do something. Um, and, um, and I do think that is uh, one of the biggest issues. And like you said, it is boring. I mean, I always tell people, if you want to be entertained, go to a concert, watch a really cool movie. <laughs> uh, but you know, fitness is, is really, really, it's boring if you want results. And I think, and one of the reasons why the high intensity craze and even CrossFit, and again, this is not a CrossFit bash. CrossFit has done some wonderful things for, for the fitness industry. But if you are the individual that doesn't like doing the same thing day in and day out, CrossFit is something that does never do the same thing uh, day in and day out. So, you know, that might be an option for you, but there's also some uh, potential uh, downfalls of CrossFit and we're not going to, we're not going to dig into that. But um, my point is, is that, um, like you said, you got to be as consistent as possible. And um, going back to the health talk, and I think one of the reasons why a lot of people don't take the health component um, seriously at first is because our bodies are really damn resilient and you can punish yourself for decades. And some people can get away with it. Like literally, we've all heard that story of, you know, the granddad that smoked a cigar every day and, you know, drank a half a bottle of whiskey and lived till he was a hundred. Like we, we've all have heard that story. Right. But that is the outlier, right? That is, that's the Michael Jordans of this world. That's not great advice for, for the average individual. But I, I think one of the reasons is there's no initial repercussions. You gain 15, 20 pounds. It's, you know, obviously is it ideal if you're just, you know, putting on weight that you don't want to put on? No, it's not ideal, but Initially, is there going to be any immediate repercussions? Probably not. And that's the problem is, is we don't see those repercussions. Now let's talk about money. Well, if you don't pay your bills, there are repercussions. <laughs> They're going to take your, your credit score <laughs> is going to go down. They're going to take your home. They're going to take your cars, et cetera. So you go to work to make money so you can have these things in life because you know that if you do not do that, if you do not earn money to pay for your home, for your food, for your automobile, um, you're not going to have those things. But the problem with health is we're too damn resilient and we, we take our bodies for granted and we beat the hell out of them. And then eventually we get to that point where it becomes too late and then it's you know, that hard discussion, it could be with a family member or a doctor where they're like, Hey, listen, like if you don't turn this around, you know, this is, this is not going to be good. This is going to, you know, this is, this is getting serious now, but again, what, why get healthy when you can take the pill, when you can, when you can take another pill to help with that other it's the problem is getting healthy takes effort and consistency. 
taking a pill is just taking a pill. It's not that hard to do. And people think if I just take the pill, it'll fix it. I'm like, yes, it will help. But at the same time, don't you want to actually step back and, and maybe get to that point if possible, where you don't have to take medicine every day to keep, whether it's blood sugar or cholesterol or, or whatever in check. So I think the fact that we are resilient is actually in, in a way, a little bit of a, a downfall and, and don't, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying we shouldn't be resilient individuals, but we can beat the heck out of ourselves a lot and do a lot of crazy things and still be quote unquote, okay. But is it really okay if you're, you know, 40 years old and you know, you're 50 pounds overweight, you're pre-diabetic, uh, you've got, you know, reoccurring low back pain. Like the answer is not meds, Advil and, um, uh, you know, more naps, right? I mean, the answer is to, to really overhaul your lifestyle. And I think that's one, one of the things people don't often realize is that our bodies can handle quite a bit, which is a good thing and a bad thing. And it's always, that's why we put things off, right? I'm fine. I'll just do it next week. Well, next week turns into next month, turns into next year. And then before you know it, you've got some stuff going on. So um, a little bit of a, a different direction, but I, I honestly feel that's one of the main reasons why people don't take it seriously because they think I'll just do it later. Well, guess what? Uh, nothing is promised as we both know. So um, yeah, do your best to take care well, of it sooner. To your point of the resiliency, it, it, it's true. Uh, you know, the, the body um, handles a lot till it doesn't. And uh, you, you, you don't want to reach till it doesn't because then it's, it's a much harder conversation, much harder journey. Um, so I'm going to pull back for just a second and go more cultural societal. Um, we come out of our secondary school education with very little information on how to manage this machine, this amazingly complex, um, you know, we're, our neurological system, our brain, and what should keep everybody up at night is that when we're researching the brain, it's the brain studying itself, which is just a little mind bending. But we come out of our educational experiences, we have very little information on how to manage this machine. We, because physical education in schools, A, is being constantly being cut and removed, and kids get maybe one day a week of physical education. Um, we should be moving somehow every day, uh, especially in our youth. Um, so we're missing out on a lot there. So, and, and this is going to sound very negative towards physical education. Uh, but there was a decision made back in the twenties to go away from a true gymnastics. And I'm not talking about competitive gymnastics. I'm talking about the concept of a gymnastic style, physical culture, um, but we made the decision to go away from a very classical uh, physical education, gymnastics experience and go towards games and sports. So physical education quit being about the development of physical capacities and qualities. And it started becoming, let's just do sports. Cause if you do sports, you'll be fit. You can talk to any high level athlete and know that that's not the case. <laughs> that's, that's not how this works. So from a, from an entire societal standpoint, we made a decision that we were going to do games and sports. And so what do you do in physical education? Well, you have your volleyball block and you have your basketball block. And, you know, there's days where the teacher just rolls out the ball and you play pickup game of basketball if you want to, 
on the one day a week that they let you have physical education. Don't even get um, me started so, on that. <laughs> so we're, we're coming out of this educational experience, which should set a foundation for us to be effective human beings for our lives. Uh, and we're lacking the basic education on how to manage this machine. And how you manage this machine is a combination of lifestyle, nutrition, and exercise. And we come out with almost no education on it. So when we see that person on the treadmill not doing other forms of exercise, it's not their fault. They were not given the foundation. So we could do, we could do so much better as a culture and as a society and, and educate people on what they need to be doing. But then when they do start seeking education, what do they see? They see aspirational marketing. They see shirtless people showing off their six pack. They see, you know, uh, the Instagram fitness models who are scantily clad and, you know, they're showing you a shoulder exercise, but they got their butt in the camera. Like it's, it is, <laughs> Wait a minute. it is. So, <laughs> so there's, so there's true. many reasons why uh, people are, they start looking for this information and they still run into either bad information or information that is purely focused on aesthetics, not focused on health. And they're more confused than ever because you start getting whatever popular fitness mag and it's a different routine every month. It's confusion over which diet to follow. It's confusion over like, no wonder people were confused yeah. and pandemic times have been very interesting because people have been like, there's, there's great research that people that are more fit do better in these pandemic times. So everybody's like, well, you don't need to do the other stuff. Just, you know, everybody should exercise. Granted, that doesn't help right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the long-term strategy is to, in my opinion, change this conversation from fitness being aesthetics, getting away from aspirational marketing and, you know, marketing yourself on social media just via your aesthetics and actually start educating people, actually start giving people the tools that they need to make progress. Um, it, it's a completely different conversation. It's, we've been headed, this train has been headed towards the cliff for decades because we no longer educate people on how to manage their body. And then marketing got involved and marketing is marketing. It's not education. And so there's, there's, there's a lot going on there. And so there's a reason people get confused. Um, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll change topics more towards motivation here in just a minute. But uh, yeah, I, I think pulling back, looking at this um, from, from that standpoint of, uh, you know, how we got here culturally. Um, and we need to take a left turn because a lot of people are headed for the cliff. Yeah. And, and, and you know what it is, is I think that in this day and age, when we're talking about early specialization and, you know, what diet is, you know, is, is the best and this and that, um, I think a lot of people think that they need something different and unique because of, the sport that they play or their, their, their background. Right. I mean, you know, think about like kids, we know that like, we're all special snowflakes <laughs> that need something tailored just to me. 
Well, you're right. And, and I'll make sure I do that for you later. Um, but you think about long-term athletic development, right? And that is, um, um, in my opinion, the best way to start working with kids. And if you just take the time to honor the idea of long-term athletic development, and that could be another podcast, uh, actually a great resource on this is Jeremy Frisch. He owns Achiever Performance down in Hudson, Mass. And he does a great job with um, with his kids and, and, and a lot of the stuff that he does um, admittedly we've, we've taken and stolen from him and I've, and I've texted him. I'm like, that's great, great idea. I took it. And he's like, have it. Um, but I think the idea of early specialization, you know, you get the 10 year old, I'm a hockey player. I need to get, you know, faster on the ice. I'm going to go on a skating treadmill or you get the, you know, the, the football player that is, um, you know, 10 years old. And he thinks, well, I just need to start lifting every single day. And I need to, you know, get tackling dummies and I need to do drills in the backyard, running routes and et cetera. And I think that because so many kids are specializing early and it's part of it, I get it. That's if you want to play at a high level, there has to be a decision about some specialization at some point. But I think right away, that idea of specialization um, it, it starts to bleed into what we, the decisions we make as adults. And, and let's be honest, general physical preparedness. So, and, and I would say that GPP and the LTAD model are, are running that same, running in the same direction, right? They're both the same thing. Everybody could use some joint mobility and a little bit of flexibility work. Everybody could use some strength training and everybody could use um, various types of conditioning. Um, but the problem is, is people think they need this, 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 and this. And it's just like, no, like when people say, what's the best program for a basketball player? What's the best program for a football player? What's the best program for a soccer player? Um, you know, 90% of the time, it's the same stuff with a few little different changes. But again, like, I think people think they need this special, unique thing. It's just like, no, you just need the basics done well consistently but the problem is, is it doesn't sell. And you were talking about, you know, all these types of marketing. What is marketing for? Marketing is to make money. That's it. That's why you market. You market things to make more money. And that is the marketing machine. That is social media. I was talking to one of, uh, one of my coaches the other day. We were just talking about the content in which some of these celebrities put out there. And I read it and I, and I said to myself, huh, just for a second. And this is from a, um, you know, a female um, individual on Instagram and, and, fit. She's definitely smart, beautiful young woman. And, but I said to myself, I wonder what response this individual would get if it was just like a, a picture with text and it wasn't a picture of them looking really good. I wonder if the message would be as clear. Um, and the answer is no, because uh, sex sells. And, and um, there's a reason why, you know, the, the quote unquote, most beautiful people out there are the most impactful. And it's not because they have the best information. It's simply because of whether it's genetics or really hard work, or maybe some extra supplements, um, they have the ability to influence. And the day in the day of uh, in influencers, it's, it's really tough to determine, you know, first of all, with filters, with Photoshop, like, are we even seeing the real thing? It's like, these days, it's like CGI. It's like, you just don't even know what you're going to get. You, you really don't. And that, that makes it that much more confusing because um, there's just so much freaking information out there, like you said, but um, we just got to keep it simple and repetitive. That's it. 
there's there's so much influence. I wouldn't even say that there's so much information out there. I would say that there's so much influence out there. Mm-hmm. It, and it and it is that person that that looks a certain way and and uh, however they got there, and they're just using that as a vehicle because if they can get to X number of followers, they can start making money from their from their feed, and you know it's a business decision. Mm-hmm. Um, not not about doing the best thing for the for the individual. Um, and I so a right turn. We've taken a lot of lefts. Let's take we, a right. We've actually, we're basically a NASCAR track at this point. Exactly. We're just going to keep circling. Um, the left turn club. Um, motivation. Because a lot of people are going to say, well, you know, I would do this, but I'm just not motivated. I'm just not motivated to do that. And Pavel took a lot of flack at one point for saying, uh, somebody asked him about motivation. He's like, I don't do motivation. We're all adults here. You either want to do it or you do not want to do it. Um, and, and I tell my clients uh, all the time, um, if you're looking for the trainer that's going to send you that motivational text and make sure you're eating right and make sure you're doing this, that, and the other thing, yeah, hire somebody else because I'm not going to do that. I will meet you where you are and I will walk the path with you to take you where you want to go. I'm not pulling you. Yeah. I'm, I'm not dragging. I'm not pulling um, I'm, I'm not a motivator. Um, and I, I want to spend motivation real quick for folks. And I want everybody to think of one to three things that you do that, you know, aren't good for you. Maybe you're smoking. Maybe it's the extra drink at night. Maybe it's the bucket of fried food that you're taking down. Maybe it's the five hours of sleep that you get a night. You can probably pretty quickly come up with a list of one to three things that you do on a consistent basis that are not good for you. I would argue that your motivation and your consistency is pretty solid because if you're choosing to do those things, and it is a choice, if you are choosing to do those things on a consistent basis, I think your motivation is just fine. You're motivated to do those things. You know they're bad for you. You choose to do them anyway. I'd argue motivation is just fine. It's just pointed in the wrong direction. So your consistency is good. You've been, you, you've had that bad habit for the last decade. <laughs> I love it. So don't, don't say you don't have motivation. Don't say you don't have consistency. You are motivated to consistently do things that are bad for you. Let's make a different decision. Let's target, let's change that motivation towards a healthy habit. Let's change that consistency to where, you know, instead of the bucket of fried chicken, you get a salad. You've been consistently motivated to do bad things for yourself. Don't say you don't have motivation. You have it. You're just not, you, you're just not targeted in the right direction. So let's, let's get there. Um, start and, and start making one or two changes. You know, the, the complete redesign probably takes a while, but you can start making a couple of different decisions on a consistent basis. And so that might be a different spin on, on motivation and consistency than, than most people have heard. And it's, uh, some people might get mad. They're going to get a little irritated because they don't want that spotlight shown on the fact that they've consistently been motivated to do things that they know are bad for them. 
make a different decision. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's funny you say that because um, I, I would, I would almost have more, more respect for someone that says, yeah, exercise and, and, and dealing with my health is just not a priority right now. Cause honestly, at the end of the day, that's some people's thought process. They're more concerned about making more money than their health. So it's, it's also a priority. It's definitely a priority thing. And, and honestly, given any situation with the right context, you'll get there. I always, uh, I remember I was working, um, with a, with a coach a while ago and, and, uh, you know, great guy. And uh, he's like, I'm not a morning person. Okay. Well, <laughs> if someone said to you, well, if you wake up at 4am every day, you're going to make an extra hundred thousand dollars a year. Would you do it? Most oh, people would be like, done. heck yeah. All right. So you're suddenly a morning person, <laughs> you know, and it's one of those things. Is it, is it important? To, is it important enough to make that change? That's really what it's all about. And you have to decide that. Um, and, and for some people, it's, it's simply not. And, and for some people it is, but um, like you, what you were talking about, you know, the smoking, the drinking, the fried chicken and the sleep. Now, again, pick one of those to, to start with. It, it, it's you actually, it's just creating and ingraining new habits. Um, my wife has done nutrition um, uh, with, with clients for, for years now. She's got her level one, level two um, uh, precision nutrition certification. And a big part of it, I was originally thinking it's going to be macros and it, no, it's habits. It's just habit building. And everybody wants to do the keto diet and the intermittent fasting and blah, blah, blah. It's like, how about we just maybe get you drinking some more water to start. And then if you can do that for seven to 10 days, then, all right, maybe let's talk about another sustainable habit. Um, but it's, um, consistency is not sexy. <laughs> and, uh, it's just one of those scenarios where, um, there's nothing fun about punching the clock day in and day out. I mean, look at, look at transformation challenges. You see these, you see these individuals and don't get me wrong. It's pretty impressive when you see that pale individual with a little bit more body fat and poor lighting. And then, you know, they diet and they exercise, which, Hey, they did the work. They've got a great, you know, great photographer and they've got awesome lighting and things look exponentially better. And, and people are like, Oh, great job. I'm so proud of you. And there's nothing wrong with that transformation whatsoever. But the, the greater the transformation and, and the faster the transformation, I would argue that it's probably not nearly as sustainable as you would think, but we never see people celebrating the consistency of it, right? I mean, you see people, I lost 20, 30 pounds. Oh, awesome. Hey, I've been going to the gym three days a week for 25 years. Yeah. No one gives a crap. Like <laughs> they really don't care because, um, it's, it's just consistency for a lot of people. It's just not sexy. It's not impactful. Um, and they need that. They need that aha. They need that something that's going to get them going. I mean, how many times have we seen people, oh, I'm getting married and they, they spend four to six months and they train and they look awesome on their wedding day. Great for them. And then boy, the, the, the wheels come off, right? It's just like everything that they've been working for, for this one day. And it was, it wasn't for their health and it wasn't for their wellness. It was for their pictures. And that's probably it. <laughs> and again, nothing wrong with that. But I would love to see that individual or those individuals that got healthy for their wedding. And then they kept working with one another and supporting one another to maintain that healthy lifestyle. 
and but here's the thing: was it absolutely was it healthy to begin with? Was losing 35, 40 pounds in four months the healthiest thing to do to begin with? Or was it just a strategy for a certain date? And then after that, the rest didn't matter. And that's 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 a question for those individuals. But um, going back to it, I just wish people would take the health component more seriously. And unfortunately, it takes bad news, big things, tough conversations to make that change. And, and I just really hope that people will start being a little bit more proactive with their health. And if, if I mean, really... The, the point of this podcast, you know, it's, we're going to talk training. We're going to talk about kettlebells. We're going to goof around, but guys, you gotta, you gotta take this stuff seriously. Brett and I both have had some health stuff in the past and we've talked about this on uh, other podcasts, but um, you know, at the end of the day, if you're not healthy, it doesn't matter how much you can bench squat, deadlift run. It just doesn't matter because um, you are walking on thin ice and all it takes is um, a bad scenario or, um, a few more bad decisions. And then you could, you could go from being a little unhealthy to really, really unhealthy, really quickly. So, um, so three things there, number one, the only place health comes before fitness is in the dictionary. Absolutely. I've heard that one a million times. I still think you're the, we're going to, the only place, the only place fitness comes before health is in, is in the dictionary. Yes. Um, you nailed it earlier. If it's important to you, you'll do it. Mm -hmm. And that uh, I have my master's of rehabilitative sciences, drug and alcohol rehab. And um, if there's no greater example of people who will persist in bad behaviors that are killing them uh, and not change because it's just not important to them. And it's interesting to see what flips the switch for people. For some people that are in that path, it's the loss of a job. And they're like, whoa, 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 hang on. This, this is not going, what, wait a second, I need to change something. For other people, it's the doctor walking in the room and say, quit drinking now and you'll live. Keep drinking and you'll be dead in three months. The choice is yours. All of a sudden, quitting drinking became important to that person. So it could be the loss of a relationship, the loss of a job, the loss, you know, that potential life-threatening situation that actually starts somebody down the path of changing. So you don't know what's going to flip that switch towards specific to our conversation, pursuing health, using fitness as a vehicle to be a healthier person. You don't know where that switch is. You don't know what's going to make that determination. When is it going to become important to that person? Because the honest conversation, and you, you were kind of dancing around it there a little bit, but the honest conversation is, you are not doing this right now because it is not important enough to you. If it was important to you, you would do it. You would make it happen. And um, I'm, I'm reflecting on something personally at the moment that I won't talk about, but uh, so anyway. So third thing and, and specific to the, to the consistency standpoint, I mentioned this earlier with the kind of little Zen uh, standpoint. Um, I, I get, a lot of enjoyment out of every rep that I do on most days. Are there days where I'm just getting through the workout? Sure. But in general, I, I, I love the process. I, I love nailing a perfect clean, having that press that just felt amazing. It's like playing golf and actually hitting, you know, the one or two good shots that you get to hit during a round of golf. But that good shot is enough to get you to come back and play more. And, and do more. And so 
uh, quit looking to be entertained. Uh, Mark, Mark Verstegen years ago called it intertraining. People expect to be entertained as they train. Um, whether you're entertained or not, whether you enjoy it or not, that's up to you. That, that is purely between your ears as to whether you enjoy that. And um, just from a goal setting standpoint, um, you can look up the SMART acronym, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-based. You, you can look at that and, and, and do a little research into that. It's kind of a proven method for looking at, at goal setting and, and things of that nature. Um, please, pick, you know, you might have an aesthetic goal. You might have a weight loss goal and, and weight loss can be very, very important. Um, God, go one notch higher, go, go one notch higher and understand that maybe you need to lose that weight for your health. Keep the health perspective of, of this first and foremost. And if you're hurting yourself in your training, you're not healthy. If you're constantly dinged, you're constantly, you know, recovering from an injury, you're not healthy. Yeah. That's, that's just the facts. So, you know, um, I've mentioned this before, you know, people, um, they, they go in, they're, they're motivated, they're pursuing it. They're crushing it every time in their gym, they're working hard and they're not recovering. So they start looking for the most expensive ways they can. It's, it's like the golfer that's looking for the new driver to fix their, fix their swing. Um, they're looking for something to, you know, I gotta, I gotta do something to recover better. Maybe do less just, <laughs> just as a starting point. Like maybe you were a little too aggressive. You aimed a little too high with, with the volume and the intensity do less shocking. You start to feel better. You start to, you know, I, I take people all the time and I, I cut their weights. They're trying to reach a half body weight press. I cut their weights. They end up pressing better. They end up feeling better. They end up yeah. accomplishing their goal. And we did quote less. So anyway, kind of a, a little rant there, but I, I think that, um, you know, if, if people can follow our twisty, turvy, curvy, uh, left turn to right turn sort of uh, mindset here, um, you know, it needs to be important to you. Don't look to be entertained, look to be consistent. Uh, find entertainment, find enjoyment in the process. Don't focus on the goal. That's, that's going to sound weird, but if, if you can enjoy the process, much better chance of being consistent, much better chance of actually getting to your goal. Um, anyway, enough philosophy. No. And, and, and uh, I actually think, um, you know, I, I think we can end it on pretty much that note, but I do want to say one more thing about doing less and, and, um, this made me think of several occasions where I've been an absolute moron. Um, I've never Stop had it. a scenario where if I cut the workout short, I tweak something. When I say short, I mean, no, I'm not, I'm not just being lazy and doing nothing. I mean, if I was doing, you know, if I had a prescribed amount of exercise and I just stopped and I felt good 99% of the time it went well, it's always, ah, you know what? I was feeling really good. Let me go heavier. And then that's always that one last set is always the one that gets me into trouble. So um, if that sounds like you, <laughs> 
you may want to just say, you know what, I'm feeling good. It's okay to stop the workout when it, when you're feeling good. And, uh, let me tell you, I, I need to still take that advice because, um, I'm, uh, I'm a little bit of a meathead when it comes to that sort of thing. So, um, you know, we there's, went, there's we a went, quote from, okay. sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in because there's a quote from one of Pavel's books and it's an old time strongman who said at the end of a workout, you should feel ready to battle for the kingdom. Not like the war was lost. Love and it. too many people walk out of the gym destroyed. They think they crushed it and they did. They crushed themselves. Exactly. And that's not long-term sustainable. Um, this is, a, again, this is a celebration of what your body can do. This is an exploration of this physicality that we should be good at. Socrates said that it's a shame that people uh, are amateurs in, the, in, their, in their physical selves. And, and you, we should all be professionals with our physical selves. This is our machine. We get to management. We, it's, it's, it's capable of amazing things. If you ask it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think we're going to, we're going to end the podcast on that note. So uh, a little different, uh, a little different direction coming from us. Um, you know, we're not the, we're not the motivational gurus uh, that you might think we are. <laughs> but uh honestly it's uh we've just honestly and i don't want to speak for brett but i've just i've been in this industry uh you know going on 20 years and i just made a lot of mistakes and uh that's how i learn so um you know we're, we're both coming to you from different backgrounds but i know I, I know brett well enough to think yes he's he's made a couple mistakes himself but he's also learned from them so um Anyways, if you guys, uh, if you have any certain topics you guys are uh, looking to cover, feel free to, um, you know, you can reach out to either of us. Um, you know, you can shoot us a message um, on Instagram. That's a nice way to find us. Um, you can get me at Coach Mike Perry. And Brett, what is your handle? I just want to make sure I get it correctly. Uh, Brett Jones, at Brett Jones SFG. Yeah, you guys, if they're looking for a topic, something else that you guys are looking to get into, uh, shoot us a message. And uh, as always, um, if you enjoyed the podcast, do us a big favor, write us a positive review on iTunes or on the other platforms in which the podcast is hosted at. And uh, also, feel free to share this with your friends and uh, family, colleagues, loved ones, etc. Appreciate you guys and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Hey, friends, thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, we're going to ask you for a favor. Please leave us some positive reviews. Be sure to subscribe and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. Thanks again for listening to the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast.